Hi, everybody, and welcome to Sean and Dave Make Music. I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. And this week we've got a great guest. It's uh, Eliza. Oh, I forgot your last name. Waldman. Waldman. <laughs> Waldman. Man of the Woods. Waltman. Waldman. 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 Oh, okay. Like Waldman. Waldman. Man of the Woods? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she's a guitarist and singer and songwriter. Yep. All what else do you do? Teacher? Uh, teacher of the of the youthful mind mm-hmm. and the adult mind. Great. All the minds. And uh, we talked a little bit about how you guys met. You guys were co-workers and you've since moved on to living in New York now. New York City. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. How did you get your start before that? you got into teaching um well i was always playing music i uh, almost went to conservatory for classical guitar and i ended up not doing that which was awesome that was a really good thing <laughs> uh got a music degree started teaching um, where did you go to school i went to vassar college okay in the poughkeepsie area hudson cool. valley which has a great music program and a lot of good stuff happening there um yeah and somewhere in college I had a breakup that motivated me to write songs, and then I just continued writing songs forever now until nice. today. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you need that the spark. Yeah. By heartbreak, always. <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah. Uh, so those early songs, like when you started writing them, were you performing them right away too, and and trying to put those things out there, or? Um, a little bit. I had a professor in college who um, encouraged us encouraged all of his students to like collaborate on projects and record things, which is something I had never really done before. Um, so that was pretty exciting. And actually some of those people I still play with and like, you know, like are in the New York scene and I see all the time and that's really cool to see other people sort of like thriving musically. Um, but yeah, that, that professor actually had a lot to do with, with me sort of like learning how to record and like make a song and, build a sonic landscape and all of those things that go yeah, into performing. Yeah, it's important performing. to have that demystified, like, yeah, yeah. For sure. by someone who knows what they're doing <laughs> and who can tell you step by step, like, this is how this is put together. Like, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not magic. Yeah. No, that was, that was definitely cool. And then I did, um, I did an internship at a studio in Paris and that was really fun. Ooh, I almost met sweet. Kanye West. That was my, Ooh. my big claim to fame from that. Well, I didn't realize at first I was going to meet Kanye West oh. because they called him Kanye West. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know who this person is, but great. And they were all like, what's wrong with you? You're American. You should know him. And then I was like, oh, my God, it's Kanye. So well, you might have actually passed like Saul Williams is very big. And he's done recording yeah. studios at the same time as Kanye. And oh. yeah, he's a really good um, yeah. kind of rapper. Kind of okay, kind like of, kind of kind rapper. rapper. <laughs> like he does like um, free verse poetry and stuff but oh, then nice. also it bleeds with rapping and he's done like collaborations with trent that reznor and a lot of cool stuff yeah. unfortunately kanye did not show up to his session uh, he booked time and then didn't show up so we all got excited and they were like oh no kanye's not coming that's a bummer <laughs> but what about else was that what was that studio experience like what were you doing there mixing and recording people um, or sometimes a little bit of that um when you're when you're an intern a lot of it is like coffee runs and answering the phone but also, yeah, I did get to do some like setup for sessions and assist on like uh, assisted on a, a movie sound design session. That was really cool oh, because that's awesome. in uh, the full surround sound. Um, so the way the mixing process works is different. Um, and I got to record some of my own stuff in the studio, which was also really fun. Nice. That's a nice perk. Yeah, yeah that was that was a good perk. <laughs> 
That was cool. Very cool. Very cool. When you started writing, because um, your current band, uh, or Eliza and the Organics is yes, your, your band. Yes, band. Um, is it five-piece? I'm trying to remember. Um, we are four-piece. Four-piece. Yeah. So, um, like, because you guys have a saxophone, for, mm-hmm. for example. When you started writing, were you um, mostly coming from a singer-songwriter, like, voice in your guitar perspective or were you already in your head thinking no i want a horn here i want these kind of i was actually always an arranger um okay. i was really into the bands uh cake and morphine which oh, are two okay. like kind of fun juxtapositions there cake and morphine those are my two was... vices <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do you guys know morphine uh, at all no no Is i know this... cake but not, not yeah morphine. cake i just love like all the horn sounds and these like lush arrangements and um, Morphine was this uh, Boston band from the 90s that was really big. And there was all this grunge stuff going on. And they were different because it was like bass, saxophone, drums. Oh, Stripped cool. down mm, cool. trio. And I was so into all the saxophone stuff. I was like, that's what I want. I want a <laughs> saxophone player. And then um, actually me and my friend Kristen, Matt doing, uh, my saxophone player, Matt doing like jazz combo freshman year of college. And I was Sweet. like, this is what I want. I want her to play with me in my band. <laughs> and somehow, like, 10 years later, we're still playing together. So that's pretty cool. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I liked the vibe between you guys on the, the album that I listened to of yours. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah. yeah right? The way you guys interacted. And you were, like, equally quirky in your, <laughs> in your solos and your, your writing. It was like you both had the same kind of energy. Yeah. We've always had a really great musical connection, which has been very special. And like over the years, we've definitely, we've gotten more and more in sync and people say when they see our live shows, they're like, wow, you guys are so just like you feed off each other. There's great energy. That's a really fun part of the band for me. That came across very well. I think even in the recordings, it's really, really nice to hear. (laughs) Sweet. Um, well, uh, the latest recording. Let's yes. <laughs> we <Yeah>. segue. <laughs> um, so your latest album, uh, what was the title of your latest so album? So we have an album, um, Present Future Dreams, and um, it is out in the month of September. Um, and it's it was going out to be, in the month of it was, September. It was out in oh, the month yes. of September. Yeah. So it will be, you know, fresh and new. It's going to be up on the Bandcamp page. Excellent. Um, and... I feel I feel really good about this one. It's been kind of brewing for a while. Um, we've been working on these recordings for quite a while, and we're exploring more a jammier sound and a lot more instrumental stuff. Um, and just I really I like it's it's kind of my baby at this point. I'm like Sweet. so happy that it's coming to life. I understand that. Yeah. it's always a long <laughs> process. It's nice to be. Yeah. over and done with and you're not at the point where you're sick of all these songs yet i'm a little sick you're of a little <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> i think any just recording process i love them but i'm a little sick of them yeah. i'm happy to let them fly free i understand that <laughs> yeah. completely all right let's take a listen to one of those new tunes this one's called trouble and it's fresh off eliza and the organics new album present future dreams part one <laughs> Thank you. 
steps to the bus stop Put a dollar by my fare You say that you're still trying to forgive me Forgive me then if I don't really care I've been in trouble now for so long That I can hardly remember the other side I've been in trouble
we just listened to a song called uh, Trouble. Trouble, okay. Trouble, which is our signature pop song. Gotcha. Sweet. That was, I was curious on that track. Um, was that an actual vibraphone or was that, that a was sample? That was an actual little, vibraphone. Uh, very cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 That sure. is a nice there touch. Yeah. <laughs> real vibraphones on that, yeah. <laughs> which was really fun. There's a lot of vibraphones on this album. And um, that was me sitting down with the vibraphone player and us like working out these parts. And we're like, oh, we're going to add all this ambient texture. It's going to be so great. And actually, it turned out really well. Yeah. That- yeah. Uh, that's like the perfect level of quirk that you needed, right? <laughs> we are, we've always been pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you exactly. caught that the vibraphone oh, yeah. over there. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't sure. Yeah, I was. I wasn't sure if that was keyboard or vibraphone. Oh, well, that's, I wasn't. Point. I wasn't sure if it was a keyboard yeah. sample of. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll tell but. you guys. The keyboard is on the whistle setting. Okay. Oh. And then also there's vibraphone. <laughs> I was wondering also what that. <laughs> yeah. So that's was. what's happening. That's the magic. There's such cool uh, swoops to the beginnings of those. Yes. A lot of yeah. those notes. Those are Christian's just like beautiful, weird keyboard parts. So is that your saxophone player doubling on keyboard? Yeah, she she's a multi-instrumentalist. So she plays in the band uh, keyboard, saxophone, and she sings backing vocals. So nice. triple threat. Sweet. Uh, well, with moving more towards the, the jammy texture, um, groove is obviously one of the most important things in yeah. this. How did you record this? Did you multi-track it or were you all playing at the same time? We were studio? we were all playing at the same time. Um, we were we tried as much as possible to go with that feel for this album to do live takes of everything to keep the energy because we have done you know the layering and multi-tracking and recordings in the past and for certain things that works really well for this kind of thing I was like we have to we have to have that raw energy yeah I think yeah. you have um, to feel it. <laughs> the vibraphones were not live in the studio some things unfortunately could not be <laughs> yeah yeah recorded live in the studio but uh, vibraphones are very hard to move. Um, I'm sure you guys are. Well, aware. those those yes. are like the those, <laughs> like that's like the icing. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The icing. Yeah, you get on the, the fundamentals cake. in there the first, icing and on then the cake. yeah, yeah. <laughs> less integral to the groove. Yeah, than yeah, yeah, yeah. The rest of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Tasty, but not yes. like yes. the essence of the groove. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool. Well, we laid down the wind chimes first, and then we multi-tracked <laughs> everything on top. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> that's how you record an album. Start with the vibraphones. <laughs> We're just giving people terrible tips now. So <laughs> it is magic. Yeah, from the studio experts here. <laughs> um, and was it to a click? Um, pretty much everything on this album was to a click. Okay. Um, there was one song that we did not record to a click. And I don't know if people, if any listeners will be able to tell. This will be the guessing game. But now. if you can tell, <laughs> let me know. And <laughs> is there a prize for if someone emails you or oh, yeah. Instagrams you? Oh, and yeah. Says, secret prize. Okay. You'll find out later. All right. Great. <laughs> <laughs> what the secret prize is. They're going to be out with the tempo tap button, just checking the beginnings <laughs> and ends of everything. <laughs> I would be curious though if anyone, if any listeners figured it out or were like, hey, let's, I know, I know which song it is. Give it a try. <laughs> there we go. We're putting the challenge forward. Yes. yes. Let us know. Uh, send us an email or Eliza an email. Let's talk about your social media and Instagram and sure. things like that let's so they know how to get that. to you right away. Um, well, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, we have a website, which is just the band name, Eliza and the organics.com. That is organics with an X, with an X. for <laughs> extreme. <laughs> so we're pretty much, you can find us anywhere that you look. We're there. Sweet. Did you say Twitter? We sort of have a Twitter, but I'm going to be honest. We haven't used it in several years because I'm really bad at Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Instagram, Instagram and Facebook are probably the best ways to get in touch with us. Okay. Great. But they can find us there and, and let me know which song, <laughs> <laughs> which song was not recorded to a click track. 
and then I'll just be like, oh my God, someone figured it out. How exciting. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> They'll get their magical secret prize. Next up, we have an improvisation that we did with Eliza on guitar, Dave on bass, and myself on drums. If I'm not mistaken, uh, I think this is my Sean and Dave Make Music drum set debut. This was the first thing we improvised this session, but not the first thing that we played together. Uh, We normally record the theme at the end of the session after we've played together for a little while. This time we did the theme first, then we started improvising. And for this one, Eliza's playing through a harmonizer guitar pedal, which you'll hear right off the bat. Thank you. 
But with the band, uh, for all four people picking up and moving to Brooklyn, how did you guys make that decision? I feel like that's a big choice. Or were you all based, or were you split up, well, that, or how did yeah, that? Yeah, that's that's an interesting that's an interesting topic. Originally, after college, I was planning to move to Brooklyn. I was like, oh, that's what people do. They move to Brooklyn, <laughs> right? Like that's what artists do. Um, I didn't do that. <laughs> I moved back home to upstate New York for a while. And then I lived in Philly, which is where yep. yeah, we met. Um, what uh, brought on the Philly move? So that was kind of like I had family here in Philly. And they were like, come stay here. You'll find a job in New York. You can crash on my couch forever. And then I got a job in Philly because I was living here. And then <laughs> didn't I was want here. to drive two hours yep. every day? <laughs> well, I thought I was going to. Gotcha. I actually did... I took on an unpaid internship at a recording studio for like two days, commuting back and forth to Philly. And then I was like, absolutely not. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. ridiculous. That drive is not fun. That is like, no. And I was taking the mega bus. So I was uh, like, yeah. it was even, it was, it was really silly. I have been there. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So with the band, like our saxophone player moved to Brooklyn right after college and our drummer from college moved to Boston. So we had to find a new drummer and a new bass player. And there were, you know, there were some lineup shifts. Mm -hmm. um, but actually, I think it's... The current lineup has been going for like four years. Sweet. And it's nice, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like a very stable... You guys want to find a, like the... Yeah. yeah the pocket. The essence. I was, yeah, was going to say pocket, <laughs> but yeah. The yeah. band pocket. Yeah. Band groove. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to have a core that's been together. And then, you know, even if you do add yeah. other things and other people on top of that. Um, I wanted to kind of go back and talk a little bit more about the, the quirk and, and mm -hmm. kind of what makes you unique. You're um, working within a genre where it, a lot of it obviously is about groove. And you're working a lot of times yeah. over really simple frameworks of chords and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so... How does the quirk happen? How do you make yourself stand out? I mean, I think a, mm -hmm. a, a huge part of it is that your voice is unique and, you know, everyone's voice is unique to them in a way. Yeah. Your your style is certainly your own. But is that something that you think about when you're writing? Do you, you write something and say, like, that sounds too normal. I need to make <laughs> this weirder. Or does it just kind of I, come out that way? I think for me, like, I am kind of a, an offbeat interesting like i don't know everyone's interesting but i'm you know have my own kind of weird perception of the world um but also i think i i get bored easily so if i write something and i'm like ah oh, this is boring that's when other yeah. weird stuff starts <laughs> to happen because i'm like no something cool needs to happen here like there are certain songs that we've written that have been like um basically like uh through composed where the entire song is just sort of like a shifting weird thing and like my drummer does not appreciate that <laughs> but everybody goes with it they're like oh that's a great song yeah well totally that's gonna be awesome nice. but um yeah i think it's it's kind of like my natural a lot of natural weirdness just coming out and then also i just like i like things to be interesting for myself you know i think i would get bored if i were just doing kind of like the same patterns over and over again and yeah like to change it up yep cool <laughs> good answer yeah i i like that you like picked up on all that stuff because that's kind of like quintessential to my band like 
it's kind of the core the core of who we are well i'm pretty perceptive <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i mean i i appreciate the quirk and i mm-hmm. think that's that's part of it is i, I i'm i'm a similar way mm-hmm. if you were to listen to my music you would find some weird <laughs> things in there for yeah. sure but over a framework of mostly fairly simple you know things mm-hmm. so I, I i relate yeah did you consciously do anything um different with the vocal writing on this album, like stepping out. I noticed just the, mm-hmm. um, just compared to the older stuff that I've heard of yours, it was almost like, um, you always had melodies. You always mm-hmm. had melodies and hooks, but it was almost like this was more melodically driven. Think, yeah, a little less speak is. sing. You know what I mean? Like I, you, I was yeah. always a big speak singer and yeah. I've been stepping away from that recently. Is um, that, um, has there been certain artists in your ears that have been guiding you that way or hmm. what led you in that direction? Um, I think, I don't know. Um, I've just been doing a lot more vocally. Um, and, and I think it was that thing where I started to get bored with what I was doing. And I was like, time for something new. <laughs> the Bob Dylan vibe is old. <laughs> time for something new and exciting. Um, and I, I feel like I've always been that way. Like I've been, I've gone through kind of like periods of like, oh, this thing. And like now this thing and now this thing. And, you know, it's sort of like shifting all over the place with genres and different things. Um, and, and so now I'm like getting more into like, what can I do with my voice? How can I use my voice as, you know, an additional instrument more than speak singing, like in, in different ways that are interesting. So, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the tone, it reminds me, um, what's that? Um, I don't want to make a bad comparison here, but I'm trying to remember the name of, um, who sang like, uh, is it Carol King? Did like oh. all the seventies singer songwriter. She like, I was am really I of the right person? Say, I was really curious to see who you were going to say. I was going to say like the, um, I think it's Carol King, right? I, or do I we, honestly don't do know. We, I might be pulling the wrong <laughs> name up. The one that wrote all those old hit tunes, like she was behind them, but her voice reminds me of it. Hmm. Yeah, but, um, do you get any other I, comparisons? Oh, do people tell you you sound uh, like somebody? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't uh, heard that arc before, but it was or that connection, but it yeah, popped up this time. Um, the... I get Fiona Apple sometimes, uh, Regina Spector because she's quirky and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the old like blues jazz singers sometimes I'll get um, in like a weird way, you know. It's like because I I tend to be a little bit bluesy, jazzy, and like doing weird things with my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first time that I saw you live, I remember um, thinking Melora Crager, but oh. um, just because of the... Um, you, I remember you, you mentioning you, that You used me. to do a lot of the uh, the vocal wavering, like, yeah. kind of, like a wide... Um, raw, vibrato. Yeah. raw tone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still like doing that stuff. Oh, yeah. It's fun to throw in. Um, it just gives it that color. Yeah. I think also as I've gotten older, I've become more concerned about burning out my voice by just <laughs> screaming too much. So I was like, you need to get more controlled tone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a serious consideration. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Coming up next, we've got two back-to-back tracks from our session. The first is a playful, up-tempo rock tune with Eliza on guitar, myself on bass, and Dave on drums. The second is a more mystical-sounding modal improvisation with Eliza on guitar, Dave on the bass, and myself on flute.
you mentioned that you're getting a little bit more into punk rock these days. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily that. playing it. This was off mic we mentioned, but um, <laughs> but like, you know, going to more shows and things. And I have a recommendation I wanted to give Ooh, to you. Oh boy, okay. Um, it's my favorite artist, I guess. Probably my favorite songwriter. Ooh, exciting. Um, his name is Jeff Rosenstock. I don't think I've talked about him on this no, podcast no. before. I don't know him. But he's my absolute favorite. He was in uh, a band called... Originally, he was in a band called The Arrogant Sons of Bitches. <laughs> then he Funny. was... It, it was like a ska punk band. Yeah. Then he was in a band called Bomb the Music Industry, which mm -hmm. I'm wearing their shirt. Um, <laughs> and then he broke off and went solo, but formed a band to play solo with mm -hmm. called Jeff Rosenstock. And it's just, it's it's very quirky, but over a punk framework. Ooh. So I think I think you would really enjoy his intriguing. stuff. He's sounds one of the best, intriguing. he's just a genius in terms of songwriting and texture and yeah, arrangements and things Sweet. like that. Sweet, have to check that out. It's it's weird awesome. and he's not afraid to, to have ugly sounds on his records mm -hmm. and uh, you know, his voice gets gritty and I love ugly sounds yeah. and the beautiful sounds yeah. but it's the ugly sounds that make the beautiful sounds beautiful absolutely oh, yeah. his his records are, are a mix of those and i would highly Sweet. recommend them to all of our listeners as well as you eliza <laughs> well, thank yeah, you for that appreciate that i feel like a lot of the music that i um was into especially in high school and stuff came down to that and it's heart of the uh, something sweet and basic, mm -hmm. but covered by just layers of distortion and grime <laughs> and gritty vocals. Yeah. Like there's nothing more cathartic yeah. than just like hearing something as simple as just four one over and over again, but just tearing your ears off with mm -hmm. distortion and layers of yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. My I best... always like the sincerity factor. You know, like to me, it doesn't really like like complexity can be cool and simplicity can be cool, but it's more about like, is this really conveying something to me? Is this oh, really yeah. like, mm -hmm. connecting with me on some level? Absolutely. And I think Jeff Rosenstock, uh, not to harp on him, but he is my favorite. Harp so, away. Uh, <laughs> he, he's also a, I, a hero of mine as far as like the DIY scene and like authenticity. Mm -hmm. it, I just really admire him. He's, he's the one who really started the movement of giving music away for free as Ooh, well, which is okay. such a huge thing. I mean, yeah. with Bomb the Music Industry, every album they released, he released for free online mm -hmm. and just wanted to get it out there. And this was years and years and years and years mm -hmm. ago. Um, so I, I think he really ha made that popular mm -hmm. and I appreciate that. That's, uh, that's really cool. That yeah. actually uh, reminded me of something. Um, that I'm curious about you guys' take on. So nowadays, as a band, releasing new music it becomes a little tricky. No. Because you're like, okay, so we, do we release CDs? Do we release vinyl? A lot of computers don't come with CD drives now. Do people still buy CDs? All this stuff, right, becomes a factor. Um, and so with our album, the new one, Present Future Dreams, um, I was sort of having this dilemma of, like, how do we want to release this? Um so I'm, I'm curious sure. about you guys take on this, right? Like if you go to a show and someone says to you, hey, um, so this album is, is available digitally, right? It's online. Mm -hmm. Buy it later, right? Like, do you feel like there's incentive to buy the album at the show? Or are you just going to walk, like, walk mm. away and be like, yeah, maybe I'll buy it. Who knows? Check it out. I think there's the issue that if they walk away without something physical to remember, then they're going to... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's a chance they won't ever get the album afterwards. I agree with I you. I like the idea of having the... Um, I think in this day and age, uh, if you're buying a vinyl or buying a CD, it should automatically come with 
a code of some sort or some way that mm-hmm. they can access a free digital copy. I feel like those yeah. two go hand in hand. Well, I think, I think that's that incentivizes true. like, yeah, I, I personally, I love having a CD or better would be a vinyl, um, mm-hmm. just to have a physical artifact. Yeah. But then again, if the album is all recorded digitally, having a vinyl, it just seems like, you know, it's silly. It's, it's like, for the presentation know, quality. It, it really the artwork. is. Like, yeah, I love the artwork. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah, much yeah. more about the sentiment mm-hmm. than yeah. the actual practical reasons for buying vinyl. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of always, like, for me as a consumer, I'm like, I want a hard physical copy, but mm-hmm. then access to digital because that's how I listen to it most of the time. Mm-hmm. I hear that. And, yeah. like, I feel like for myself, maybe it's a generational thing, too, because, like, I grew up listening to CDs. I love mm-hmm. CDs. I'm a big fan. So, like, I want to have CDs of bands that I like. But I think there's a younger generation who's not, who didn't grow up with CDs and isn't like nostalgic for CDs and remembers like listening to CDs in cars and, yeah. you know, all of those kinds of things. Well, I think I, <clears throat> my take is that if, I, if I'm going to buy your music mm-hmm. and not listen to it on Spotify, yeah. um, I would rather have a CD for sure. Yeah. Um, but I was in a situation yesterday where I played a show and people were coming up and looking at our CDs and... We were trying to sell them on them and they were like, is it on, is it available online? And <laughs> they were like, yeah, it's on Apple Music. It's on Spotify, anywhere you can find uh-huh. it. It's like, okay, then no. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, that makes total <laughs> sense. Like, yeah, I'm paying for Spotify. Like, I, I love it so much. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And, I know. I, I do too. And, I and it a if lot. I can get your music for free, legally, mm-hmm. I'm going to get your music for yeah. free. Yeah. Um, Maybe there's a way you could do like event specific I don't know if this is possible. There's got to be, like, without making it too tech difficult, but, like, if you, like, an hour before your show pushed a button so that you knew that from the time that show is going until you push the button off, the album, instead of being whatever price, instead of the album being, like, nine bucks, now it's only four dollars during the duration of the show. So you're telling the people who are there, look, if you go online right now or after this show... In the next hour, you can go online and purchase it. It'll mm-hmm. be this cheap. Just yeah. do it now before you forget. Afterwards, mm-hmm. it's going to bump back up. I yeah. don't know if that would this work. This is the as most brilliant infomercial. <laughs> would that work? I've ever heard. Would that work? That's the thing. Because I think idea. the I idea is I mean, you want them to buy it when they're still excited. Yeah. 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 And yeah. if their no, data plan permits, just go on to like you know mm-hmm. iTunes or whatever. And it's yeah. just yeah. like if you do it now. Or if you go to our yeah. website or whatever, like for these next three hours, it's going to be up for half the price yeah. and you can grab it now and you'll get probably twice as many people that could due be to true. just the, of that. That, could be that would probably be feasible with Bandcamp. <clears throat> Certainly not iTunes, but what, something um, like Bandcamp, probably you could do that. Well, we decided to do with this particular release because it's a two part album. We're releasing part of it in the fall and part of it in the, in the coming spring. Sweet. Um, what we decided to do is to release the first half digitally, and then once the second half comes out, it's going to be available as like CD or vinyl or something. But we, what we decided to do for the first half of it is that um, we're going to have like little little cards with download codes on them mm-hmm. That's that people can buy. Yeah, and then it comes with merch. It comes with like buttons or other things like oh, that. Sweet. Because I like physical things. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I want to have physical things. And there's something fun about like looking at a little download code. And you're like, oh, I get to redeem this. Oh, have fun. <laughs> so I think tying it to merch is brilliant. Yeah. That definitely. Yeah. It just I seems mean, yeah, cool. important. There are stickers like, you know, old decal stickers that I have from bands from when I was in high school that just like, yeah. I still have them because you wanted that, that mm-hmm. thing, that artifact. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of fun to have sort of like, you know, the memories before you're like, oh, yeah. I remember that one time from that one show. 
All right, we've got one more recording from today. This one is a brooding free improvisation with Eliza on guitar, me on flute, and Dave on drums.
Well, just kind of as a wrap up, do you have any future plans for the band? What are your kind of goals and places you'd like to take this project? Um, Well, you know, this album has been a long time in the works. um, And like we had this whole fall tour that we did. We're going to do another tour in the spring for the second half of the album. Um, we've also been working on some new stuff that's kind of like a mix of like metal and jazz, which I'm like pretty excited about. And it's a completely <laughs> new direction for right. us. Um, so that stuff is all really cool. We've been doing a lot of touring. So we play, you know, like regularly places like Boston and Lowell, Philadelphia, East Coast stuff. Um, I'd love to expand out of that. <laughs> but, you know, big dreams. Yeah, big right, dreams. right, right. <laughs> but I mean, that's already hugely important, I think, to get out of your city and yeah. so you're not inviting the same 10 friends to every one of your yeah, shows yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and they're definitely there's you know there's a very vibrant um scene in brooklyn like just really cool stuff happening people making all kinds of music that i'm really excited about but yeah like playing other places and connecting with like this sort of like national network of musicians is amazing yeah and it's it's cool when you realize you can do that just by sort of putting yourself out there and putting your band out there and it'll connect with people yeah Yeah. all right well thank you so much for joining us it was uh, a blast thank you for having me on the on the podcast you're welcome excited to be here thank you so much for listening to sean and dave make music if you like the show please be sure to subscribe rate and review us on itunes if you have any comments or would like to submit an idea or a prompt for us to improvise off of go to our facebook page at facebook.com slash sean and dave make music we'll be back next month with a different guest and some new music see you then